Unquestionably, the the go-to for me is the pork taco. The way that we braise the the pork butt and, and the acid and the way that the carnitas come out. Every time I bite into that, I think, Jesus, like this is this is exactly what I had in mind. Hello and welcome to the Carnell Hotel Society Collegiate Chapter Podcast. We're your hosts, Daphne and Dana. This week we are joined by Jorge, Hotel E Class of 2017, founder and CEO of Dos Amigos Food. You might have seen the Dos Amigos truck around campus, and more recently, the brick and mortar space in College Town. Dos Amigos was started by two hotelies, Jorge and David, frustrated with the lack of Mexican food in College Town and Ithaca at large. Before we get started, let's start with an introduction so the audience can get to know you better. Could you tell us a bit about your journey from the hotel school to Dos Amigos and what your role is at the company? David and I came to Ithaca as freshmen and were a little bit shocked with the options for Mexican food in College Town and in Ithaca in general. Um, that for us was a big part of how we grew up. We figured it would be an interesting concept to write a business plan about. Uh, actually, Neil Tarallo took us in as sophomores to, or to participate in this class where you write a business plan for a hospitality project, um, which typically is reserved for upperclassmen, but we were so passionate about the idea that I think we sold them on it. We got like a lot of positive reception from it. We loved the idea of being able to showcase what we grew up with. Ultimately, at the end of our sophomore year, going into our junior year summer, we decided to give it a shot. Um, and yeah, we pulled it together. Uh, I mean, we filed the company in June 1st of 2015, and then we were selling on that corner by August 21st when uh, everybody was coming back to school. Um, and that was it. You know, we got off to a pretty explosive start. Um, you know, David was a senior. I was a junior. He graduated. I eventually graduated and the business kept running. Um, you know, both of us went out to do other jobs. Uh, I myself went to New York City. David went back to the West Coast. Um, and during that time, it became apparent that even though we weren't completely present, the, the business model continued to do well and people continued to love you know, this concept that we had started. So at some point uh, in 2019, um, you know, I decided that it was a time to, yeah, to give this another shot, to try to see if Dos Amigos really had the prowess to continue to expand, not just within Ithaca, but within New York State. That's sort of the goal. And I moved back to Ithaca in 2019 to open up the first brick and mortar. We were supposed to open the restaurant in March of 2019, but of course, coronavirus made things a little bit more complicated for us. And since then, we finally were able to open up in June, um, even though we're technically still in construction and we've been sort of waiting that out and operating ever since. Um, my role, oh boy. Uh, well, I would say right now it's trying to, um, I would say trying to zip the wide. We don't have you know, all of the resources in the world. So it's about being as frugal as we can with also trying to be as, I would say, grown up as we can. So my role really is trying to combine all of the things that we have going for us um, that are positive uh, and try to integrate all of the systems we can in order for us to be more sustainable, quite frankly, and more scalable. That's, I think, the best way to explain what I do, but more specifically, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything, you know, like 
you need to be involved in the marketing stuff that we do. I need to be involved in operations. I need to be involved in business development and trying to understand what we're going to do with the food truck and how we're going to scale the business from doing what we do now to you know doing what we want to do a year from now. Would you be able to tell us about possibly your favorite item on the menu on Dos Amigos if you had to choose oh. only one? Oh boy, that's hard. That's almost impossible. The, the, the problem is that food is so related to your mood that it's it, to pick up one thing is like, oh, that's a tough thing. I think, well, I don't know if I can pick one, but I can tell you why I have, I'll have like a top three go-to. Is that fair? Can we do that? Or does it just have to be one? Okay, good. All right, so I will say that thinking of San Diego and that experience, every time I bite into a steak burrito, I get immediately taken back to San Diego because that's the classic. The California burrito in San Diego is, uh, it's basically flank steak, fries, cheese, sour cream, and guacamole. That is the go-to for all of the burrito shops out there. And eating that, oh my God, that's a soft spot. So yes, that's like really high on my list for sure. Um, when I think about my experience as a kid in Mexico, unquestionably, the the go-to for me is the pork taco. The way that we braise the the pork butt and, and the acid and the way that the carnitas come out, every time I bite into that, I think, Jesus, like this is this is exactly what I had in mind. Um, and this is exactly sort of the experience that I had growing up and and spending time in Mexico City. So the pork taco is unquestionably up there. Um, I would say number two or in combination with number one. And then I guess my guilty pleasure for sure. And again, this is sort of a combination of all experiences, uh, both San Diego and Mexico, but my go-to quesadilla is the Cardi beans because it's so simple, but the combination of the bean with the melted cheese on the flour tortilla is, oh my God, I don't know. That's just like unlike anything else in my opinion. Um, there's a weird, I don't know if it's a, it's just it's, it's funny because if you eat the cheese separately and the beans separately they taste different but when you combine them and it's melted it's a completely different experience and that is uh, again unquestionably uh top of the list so those three things for sure is what i is what i rotate <laughs> sort of in and out every time i go in um and eat which is almost every day honestly <laughs> oh my goodness you're making both of us hungry i can definitely relate i think that food does connect us to so many memories that we've had as children and I love your stories. Moving off from that, could you tell us a little bit about a recent project or challenge that you or your business has faced? Yeah, Whew. well, what happened? I mean, the elephant in the room, coronavirus, yeah, that was upsetting for us because so much work that had gone into opening up the store. I mean, we had just gotten done with recruitment. We had built a team of like 10 people. We had bought all the uniforms, you know, we were, you know, a week away from opening and to have that sort of evaporate in front of our eyes in a scenario where we weren't even sure when that was going to be able to happen was, yeah, that was not that exciting, I would say, um, or I guess very exciting. You got the heart racing, if you will. That is one of the biggest transitions we've had to make. Um, luckily, you know, the community and the, the students that stayed we're really supportive of Dos Amigos. We got donations from the IFC. We got donations from old professors and, and alumnuses who supported Dos Amigos. And we ended up getting assistance from the government as well via PPP loan. So we ended up doing fine. Like we were able to sort of lean out the team a bit and continue to move forward when we were kind of just waiting out until construction could resume and we came back into the store. 
that aside, um, the biggest thing that we are excited about and now um, are working on is the food truck. Again, it's a different legal entity. It's a different business. The original plan for that was to move it to Ithaca College um, and use that platform to be a part of one of their dining programs. So that obviously sort of went sideways the moment coronavirus hit, but that's still the plan long term. And for now, the plan is to reopen the food truck permanently at Liquid State until February of 2021, again, to keep that business entity sort of operating and generating and, and being involved in the community while we are continuing to operate the restaurants. So for the first time ever, we're going to have essentially two locations that will be running. And that's really exciting for us. Hopefully that be you know economically rewarding for us in a way that we haven't seen before, but also it'll provide us the opportunity to really test whether our systems and standards are holding place. On top of that, we got our liquor license, so we'll start to serve alcohol very soon, which again, we, we love the idea behind that. And I wouldn't call that so much as a project, just as an update. We just believe that there's a strong need to have places where you can congregate and, and have something to drink that's a little bit more elevated and perhaps not just like Miller Lite in a plastic cup. My partner in business, uh, Wesley Dylan Johnson, actually was also a hotel. He graduated a year above me is uh, helping me put that together. He's actually the beverage director at the Four Seasons in Seattle. So he knows what he's doing and we're really excited to unveil that. The last thing that we are working on, which is going to be sort of a big overhaul and a big investment is our digital presence um, needs to change dramatically. Um, not just from like the back end um, where we need to have less issues with <laughs> uh, people being able to order successfully through our website and the user experience upfront, um, but also for a long time now, I think people have known us as the taco truck on that corner. And with that changing, now we're operating out of a different location, actually in a different time frame. You know, we're coming to terms with the fact that we need to sort of re-advertise who we are and what we do. And that's going to come along with a, yeah, a, a, I guess a revitalized digital presence, but a properly built out website um, that'll give us the backend support to continue to you know, push what is now the new, you know, the new normal, um, which is online ordering and pickup and delivery and all that stuff. Um, and also just allow us to tell our story in a better way, because the website we have currently, I built, and it's not good. Um, I mean, it's working, it's just not pretty. And it, the experience is not great. And there's a lot of flaws to the system. So I'd say projects that are important and pending, I think that's top of the list, along with opening the food truck and starting to sell alcohol. Definitely. I'm really glad to hear that you were able to still find a way to persevere and succeed through COVID. I know it's been really tough for a lot of restaurants. Well, thank you for sharing um, again about your experiences through COVID and your new projects. To wrap things up, do you have any advice for our hotelies listening today? It's interesting because I think as a senior in graduating and not really knowing what I wanted to do to now where I think I have a very clear objective of what I want to accomplish at least in the next five years with my life and my business. I would say that there's a lot of impetus on hotel students to graduate with really high power jobs or to go into careers that may not suit their personalities completely. Any experience is a good experience. But I think what I didn't like was as a senior, even as a junior, there was a ton of pressure to just have that as an option for yourself. We moved a little bit too quick in that last year to try to graduate with this thing. You sort of forget to maybe slow down for a second and really take an inventory of 
who you are as a person, what you're really looking for, and you know, what is it that's going to bring you fulfillment and happiness? And I know that's a stretch. I mean, some people don't have that luxury to think that way. Some people just need to get out and need to start generating and need to start progressing economically and professionally. If you don't have an expectation, right? Not to say you don't want to set high goals for yourself. And, but I think the only measure that you should be comparing yourself is you a year ago. And if you stop comparing yourself to what other people are doing, ultimately you're just with, left with you and your own thoughts. And that opens up a ton of options and a ton of doors. You know, don't try to look for your passion, do everything with passion. And then you're going to start filtering out all of that. And then you start adjusting. Um, some people find that right out the gate. Some people find that 10 years later. It doesn't really matter. Everything you do is going to go into growing you as a person and as a professional person. That hit a little too deep. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your hospitality wisdom and your life wisdom. It was such a pleasure meeting you and learning more about Dos Amigos. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure uh, to be on this. Thank you guys for hosting. Um, I'm excited to, uh, I guess, to see this come to life. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Cornell Hotel Society Collegiate Chapter Podcast. Visit Dos Amigos today in College Town or at Liquid State. Bye!